All right, we are live for the Friday edition of the Mike and Mario Show. Uh, excited to be back. What a hell of a week, and uh, it's only going to get better. But before we move forward, Mario, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing well, Mike, and you? Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. It's getting a little chilly outside, but I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, what an interesting week, to say the least. We've had a couple interest rate hikes, or, you know, one central bank admission failure with uh, their uh, recession concerns, and one here on, on our side. I don't know what's going on, or that's what they're leading us to believe, but uh, looks like currencies are taking a hit, and you name it. Markets are down right now. So basically, where do you want to start, my friend? It's, it's up to you. Where do you want to start? <laughs> yeah, let's start actually with the Japanese yen uh, okay. because it's part of the dollar index, and it's been uh, melting down all year yeah. for the last six months or so. Yes, the the Japanese central bank intervened the other day, but it's still really weak. Yeah, and, and then we move to the pound. Pa- pound is part of the dollar index as well. It's just below the yen. Mm-hmm. And that's really accelerated lower. We're down, I think, like over 2% today. It's a real meltdown. And then you have the euro, which has also come down a lot and is a, a huge part of the dollar index. And I'm going to uh, bring uh, the dollar index here and share with you guys uh, because there's a lot of talk uh, about uh, the dollar index. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and on my side, as I mentioned before, just a lot of people are, you know, cause especially in the U.S., you know, the dollar is how we, yeah. how we use and measure things. And so, you know, as it's strengthening, people still have that sense of confidence that, you know, we're going to be the last ones to, uh, you know, be on this little gravy train until. Yeah. And I think Let it's good to mentally prepare yourself on. for the day that, they're, you know, that the USD yeah, is no longer the I, I measuring stick. I want to really explain this because I, I think people need to be really careful with the dollar. Uh, especially Americans, because they're seeing the dollar really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I think, uh, let's see if I can get it now. No, oh, so we got Chrome tab. Okay, I've got it here. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sort of trying to figure out how to use this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you see the dollar index, as you can see, is uh, 57.6% euro. 13.6 Japanese yen, 11.9 a pound, and then Canadian dollar, Swedish, and Swiss franc. And, mm-hmm. and the dollar index, the reason it came, uh, was invented in 1973, it was uh, started in 73 in March, as you can see here, is that in that, that year, uh, all the current major currencies of the world, they, they went on a free on a floating rate mm-hmm. uh, regime. They used to be fixed to each other because, because of uh, they were fixed to gold indirectly right. through the dollar. Right. And now they, they wanted to have something to measure the currency. So they started the dollar index. And guess where uh, it started? Well, it started at 100 back mm-hmm. in 1973. And right now, I think we're around 112. Uh, so is the, has the dollar been really strong? Uh, maybe a little bit. But over, over 50 years almost has only gone up 12%. While right. gold back in '73 was eighty-five dollars, and now it's at uh, sixteen fifty or thereabouts. So, and a lot of people, uh, you sent me an article. I think mainstream financial uh, news. They said a dollar in that dollar making records, right. record highs. But you look at it here. No, it's not. You know, <laughs> we might be here around one ten, but the record was really here at mm-hmm. uh, above one sixty. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think people need to really uh, be uh, careful about that. 
The other thing I was talking to you about is that if you look at the euro versus the pound, mm -hmm. since the beginning of the year, we've gone from one euro used to fetch about 82 uh, pence. Mm -hmm. Now it's almost up to 90. So you could say, wow, the euro is really strong. It, it, all I'm trying to say here, all these fiat oh, currencies, uh, they have relative value against each other. So we need to be really careful, uh, right. I, I would say. Right. Here's that uh, visual aid that you're referring to in reference yeah. to the, uh, the euro strengthening against the, the British pound. Yeah, there you go. I mean, we could argue, oh, the euro is really strong. <laughs> right. So it also is relative. It all depends on what, cur what currency you're using, what country you're in, yeah. and how do you price and value your... Yeah. Euro. And the re Yeah. The reason why I think the dollar is strong is because if you go back to 1944, when the Bretton Woods system was... Um, uh, 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 signed or mm -hmm. Bretton Woods agreement, the dollar was at the center of it. And it still is at the center of it, even though uh, Nixon closed the gold window. Right. And uh, I think the system is unraveling right now, the fiat right. currency system. And, and the dollar uh, will is a bridge, so to speak, from these peripheral currencies to, to safety. But eventually, people are going to jump from the dollar too. That that's the way I see it, and they're going to jump, of course, to anything that's physical. Right. And it could be uh, any commodity or uh, real estate, and also gold and silver, of course. Right. And just look at how right now we're witnessing the the Dixie weighted basket. The dollar is strengthening relative to all those other currencies because people are literally dumping and running from those other currencies into dollars. And so at some point in the either near future or long term future, when people decide to run from the dollar, where will they run into? And based upon historical events in the past, people tend to run things tangible, as you're, as you're mentioning. So it's just a matter of time. So it's, it's relative. It has a time frame. Yeah. The other uh, point I'd like to make is about the government bond markets, mm -hmm. because uh, fiat currencies, the other side of uh, ready money, which is money we use every day, yeah. uh, are government bonds. Mm -hmm. They they back the currency, and uh, if the dollar was so strong, I, I would expect U.S. Treasuries to be strong and yields to be actually dropping. Mm -hmm. But yields all over the world are dropping, which means people are running away from government bonds. Yeah, and yeah. you might want to show uh, the uh, U.K. government bond market today. Uh, we had a mini budget, and and look, I, I mean, this looks green, but it's really bad. It means yields are up massively. Mm -hmm. Uh, up until a few weeks ago, the, that 10-year yield here that you see at 385, that was just below 270. And, and then, and I think uh, last year or in 2021, yeah, 2020, 21, it was, uh, uh, it was less than one. So it's moving <laughs> rapidly higher. And also the two-year, for example, is that four. That was below 50 basis points up until <laughs> last year. So all... All uh, financing costs are going to go through the roof for, mm -hmm. for for governments, for corporations, for uh, people who have mortgages. It's going to be um, it's not good. Yeah, I saw a uh, a visual aid that someone put out uh, about the uh, two year treasury. How prior to the whole little pandemic or the beginning of the pandemic situation, uh, it was at like a quarter. And yeah. Now it's above like almost them or four. Above four percent, I think, right and now. Show, and they showed a thing, and it just looked like it was like off to the moon. It was, and they was basically saying, "This is not good. Yeah. This is not a good indication how fast 
it has risen yeah. in such a short period of time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So here's a question for you. You know, based upon the current trajectory of all these bond yields heading upward, service costs for the government is going to become problematic. And so from a fixed income standpoint, for those who have bought previous, you know, debt instruments, like how will they fare in this current environment of extremely high yields, in your opinion? Well, let's say you bought, uh, let's say last year, you bought a 10-year treasury uh, note. Mm -hmm. And and when you bought it, the coupon was, let's say, 1.5%. So you bought it at par. Yeah. So now uh, the yield is like over almost 4%. Mm -hmm. and, but you're not getting that yield because you're getting the 1.5%. And your your uh, principal uh, is dropped. I'm not sure where the price would be, but let's say it's dropped to 90 because mm -hmm. when bond prices go down, the yield goes up. But the thing is, if you buy it with a, a coupon or a yield of 1.5%, if the yields start going up, you're not going to get that yield uh, and your capital will, uh, if you wanted to sell it now, you're going to lose out. You're going to lose, yeah. So it's really bad for people who have bought bonds. Yeah. And that's probably why it's a good thing to buy uh, bills, which are up to a year, mm -hmm. because then it, you can reinvest it at higher rates. But long-term bonds are a disaster in this environment. Yeah, so here we have... Uh... They're, they're good for if you've got a lot of savings and you didn't put it into bonds, mm -hmm. you might want to put a little bit, let's say, in a two-year note, and you're going to get four four percent which is not bad but in six months time uh it could be a, at six but yeah. then you know you wait a, a year and a half and you could and you're gonna get your uh money back you could put it on for six and a half percent so i would say it's not a great environment for fixed income uh, investors but but if you do need the income you should stay in the uh, short end up mm -hmm. to like two years uh, this is not financial advice, of course, right. what I, I think uh, you would want to do. And, of course, have some physical gold and silver uh, as well. Now, uh, I, I'm curious. Uh, and so just looking at these yields here, U.S. debt. And so we got, you know, the two and ten. Yeah, and I'm hearing more and more figures about, you know, this is a whatever the, the, the length of this yield curve inversion is, is, is historical in nature. I think I forgot what the latest figure was, but. You know, how high could this yield yeah. conversion go before? Because at this current moment, it's continued to be protracted and prolonged. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really think... matter. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, uh, right now, if you look at your chart there, it's uh, your uh, numbers. It's about 20, uh, 30, it's about 50 basis points. Uh, inverted, you know, the difference between 417 and 371. Mm -hmm. And apparently this is the, the most it's been, the biggest uh, spread since the Volcker era. And a lot of people say that this 
uh, yield curve inversion indicates a recession. And why is that? Well, because uh, banks usually like to borrow money uh, like short term and lend out long term. That's how they make their profits. But right, but if you can, if you're going to be borrowing at over four percent and then lending at three point seven, you're not going to be borrowing, and and that's why it, it, it like signals a recession. But at the same time, um, if they don't get control of prices or inflation, as they call it, yeah, you could actually see the uh, the longer end start rising quicker. And you could see a steeper, what they call steeper instead of inverted yield curve. Um, that that what that would probably mean that uh, the Fed has pivoted and they're going to inflate again by pumping uh, credit into the short end. Yeah. So there are a lot of people who still think that uh, eventually you're going to go back down to zero again in terms of rates, and that the ten-year yield is going to go down to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're wrong about that. Yeah, I'd agree. And then based upon this past week, let me just put these, uh, let me grab this over here. So here we have just this week alone, uh, we've had, looks like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight rate hikes or six rate hikes and two, we had Turk, Turkey and Russia both deciding to drop their interest rates. But then again, Great Britain, as of today, you guys went up, looks like half a point. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. Well, the then, Swiss, the Swiss, they raised by seventy-five basis points. Yeah, and uh, they, I think they were the last. I think maybe Japan still has negative rates, but mm-hmm. uh, they're the last of the European countries to have a negative rate. So yeah, this uh, definitely does not uh, will fare well. So they're hiking at the same time as I mentioned. Uh, let's just jump in this. So the Bank of England admitted to a recession <laughs> and so here in the here on the in in the west uh powell the other day mentioned that you know we don't they don't know if this is going to result in a recession yeah, course, powell, don't i don't know. think powell doesn't know what inflation is he, he he said we don't know about inflation so he doesn't know about recessions so he's a he's a total ignorant central banker i guess right so what exactly is his job what exactly is he uh here to do if he don't know what he's doing of course, i guess he's, he's a lawyer so yeah, he's making sure, making sure uh, his buddies in the private equity world and Wall Street uh, have their liquidity. Yeah. And so here's that uh, from the other day. And his quote says, we don't know. No one no one knows whether this process will lead to a recession or if so, how significant that recession would be, Powell told reporters. So uh, very interesting there. But we know what's really happening. And recession is what we're in currently. And they are concerned or not concerned as to whether or not this will be an out full outblown depressionary style event because something will break. Imagine just a matter of when. Yeah. Now in your, so, okay, we'll keep moving. I got to come. I think uh, about power. I, I think he does know we are in recession. It's right. just that the, they're propagandists, uh, mm-hmm. central bankers. That's all they are. Right. And they're just trying to like fool people just to keep their game going, whatever their game is. Uh, let's uh, touch on this article real quick that you sent me about, uh, What's happening in the UK? So utilizing the UK is a great example as to what we can eventually experience over here uh, in reference to the continued use of debt to try to, I guess, well, inflate inflate their way out of this mess they're in over in the UK. Yeah. Well, this guy, I saw someone tweet that mm-hmm. and then I, I found the article and, and this guy is called Martin Sandbu. And I looked him up. He's a Norwegian economist, Harvard and Oxford educated, of course. 
and he's advised governments. And he's basically saying it doesn't matter, you know, if we uh, borrow too much or have inflation. Uh, basically, he's saying it's better than 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 not. And he mm-hmm. seems to think that inflation is a positive thing. And we know that inflation is basically cheating the savers and people who use the currency. But uh, right. but what concerns me is that the FT gives him the light of day mm-hmm. to put his ideas across and, and the fact that he advises governments. Uh, so do yeah, you really yeah. want to keep holding uh, too much fiat currency in your in your savings account? I don't think so. Uh, I just, uh, I told you, I just uh, bought some gold through Glint. Mm-hmm. I do have physical gold, but I had some savings that I keep, unfortunately, for the tax man. Mm-hmm. So when, when I do my tax return, I know exactly. So I had quite a bit in there. And I said, well, with the pound melting down, even though it doesn't matter uh, because I paid the, the tax man in pounds, uh, I still want to put a little bit into, um, you know, uh, into something more solid. And you have guys like this saying it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, I guess he writes for the FT, which is a globalist mouthpiece. Uh, they're, they are, uh, you know, financed through advertisements by the major banks and hedge funds. They're not thinking of the, uh, the, the average public right. that is really suffering with this. And it's going to suffer even more now with our currency uh, going down the tube. Right. Very true. Very true. And so like he's a primary spokesman for the whole MMT model or concept, which is basically what he's advocating for, where debt expenditures don't matter. Just continue to just monetize yeah. everything and print until oblivion. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's uh, let me see. I see some th- I see a lot of questions thus far. Let's uh, well, let's get to some questions real quick. And then we got a couple articles we can come back to. Uh, Rolf Steiner is uh, asked here. Uh, which one? Could Mario? Yeah. Could Mario, could Mario comment on the Japanese dumping U.S. bonds to raise USD to try and buy the Japanese yen and keep the pay? Japanese 10-year under 0.25. What will happen with the Japanese dump all the U.S. debt? Well, nice the Japanese, there. let's see, uh, Japanese dump, dumping bonds to raise dollars to try and buy up the yen. Hmm. The the thing is, uh, yeah, I mean they could do that, and maybe that's why. Is that, Trey, so is that what they're doing? Because I heard they 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 literally well, supporting the Japanese yen. Yeah, they sold in, something. I guess to intervene, they have to sell dollars. So mm-hmm. yes, it makes sense. Um, the Japanese gov- uh, central bank probably holds a lot of treasuries, so they'll sell the treasuries, and then uh, with the cash they'll buy buy yen in the FX market, and that's what they did yesterday. And uh, yes, uh, this will hurt even more the uh, the bond markets in in Western Europe and in the U.S. because Japan has been like a how can I say uh, it's not nice, but it's like a prostitute for the Federal Reserve and, and the, mm-hmm. the Americans because they, they'll print all this money uh, to keep buying uh, JGBs to keep them uh, low, their yields, so that Japanese investors go and, and buy treasuries, right? Mm-hmm. Because treasuries yield more. Yeah. Uh, but now, though, uh, if if they start selling U.S. treasuries as well, that could accelerate, you know, uh, the value 
treasuries could spike up even more the yields and mm-hmm. uh, Japanese investors might even want to uh, to sell uh, treasuries because if the yen starts going up mm-hmm. they're going to start losing out on the treasury price and on the on the yen on the dollar because the yen strengthens up until now they're okay uh, with treasuries going down because the yen's going down as well so it, it's quite confusing yeah that's it's it's extremely i don't think uh i don't think the uh intervention by the japanese uh the boj is going to work unless they stop this uh yield curve control on the 10-year jgb yeah and unless they start raising rates because everyone's raising rates uh mr uh kuroda he's Mm -hmm. the boj uh head you need to wake up and smell the coffee and start raising rates if you want your currency to strengthen yeah and, and this is like it's a, just amazing how we're talking about the debt market and the currency interconnection and how they're dumping this to buy this debt and it's it's all we're caught in the middle of all of this. yeah and, and it's <laughs> all so leveraged as well you have the banks doing the trading you've got the hedge funds you've got derivatives it's a it's such a mess right and it it's extremely confusing to say the least um, and I'm speaking of which, let's uh, because as of right now, let me refresh the page here. So I saw markets across the board were all trending. Oh, yeah, right red. now the, the Dow is down 608 points. Yeah, that's the, uh, uh <laughs> that's two percent. The Nasdaq is down two percent, SP is down point two point two, and the pound is down three percent now. It's at 10908. Yeah, and, so uh, uh, this is is this like is this a, a, a mini? a mini black Friday type of event we're experiencing. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. And, and uh, things could get worse on Monday. Yeah. You know, a lot of times uh, uh, bad Fridays uh, evolve into black Mondays too. So Ooh, ooh black Fridays evolve yeah. to black Mondays. One uh, other, yeah. Yeah. And then we're looking at, and so it's just interesting how, Everything has to be in the red. Like, you know, silver and gold both started off decent until this morning. I think the PMI figures came out and all that yeah. stuff like that. And sure enough, boom, 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 boom. Well, I, I think uh, gold, gold and silver, they're they're caught in the uh, – because most people look at gold as a commodity. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I look at it as a currency, and uh, it's been caught in this uh, – In the crosshairs. Uh, yeah, yeah, because if you look at uh, the price of gold in uh, – and I can share this with you guys. I'm going to – Hold on. Uh, share. Yeah, so Pablo says, metal's taking a hit, however, premiums are up. <laughs> yeah, well, because there's still a lot of demand for, for right. the, the real thing. Uh, right, and also I saw um, uh, people talking about the whole gold premiums with China, like how oh, yeah. premiums are up now. I think you did a video earlier about that as well. Yeah. So, so I'll just show you here the uh, price of gold in pounds. Uh, this is the first time it's above 1500 in I think, in weeks or months. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me here, yes, it's not nice to see gold go down in dollars, but uh, in terms of pounds, I'm quite happy because it's doing its job. Mm-hmm. And it started the year at uh, 1,350. Mm-hmm. So it's up over 10%. Right. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to tell uh, even Americans that they need to uh, keep not take their eye off the ball and be mm-hmm. distracted by the dollar index mm-hmm. because what's happening to the pound uh, is going to happen to the dollar, but it's going right. to be against 
real things. Right, right. Then that goes back to the point of like it's it's relative to what currency you're pricing it in and what region you're in because every country is responding differently in its current, you know, monetary. Yeah. And I, going on. I, I started writing back in 06. I kept a blog when I was still working in the city mm-hmm. called foursound, foursoundmoney.com. I don't have it anymore, but I said uh, fiat currencies, they're all sinking. And, and I said that they sink at different uh, rates. Sometimes one sinks faster than the other and the yeah. other goes up they can for a fiat currency to sink it has to another one has to go up uh but ultimately when the whole system uh collapses the only two currencies or money that are left are gold and silver and also hard assets anything that is real right Agree, agree, agree. Okay, so I see more questions popping up. Here's one from SDRC nine one two six. It says, "Could could Comex set silver at fifty cents an ounce and close down with force majeure?" <laughs> well, they could do that, but they would look really ridiculous because <laughs> nobody would nobody would honor or respect that price whatsoever. So, well, and no uh, one would want to deal with them anymore. Right. <laughs> Uh, will it all collapse? Plan reset. Uh, Jason says, "Will it all collapse? Plan reset." You know, I, I think we're witnessing what a planned reset or collapse looks like because well, even if, we, yeah, sorry, because because they, they they're Bank of Bank of England in particular, they're admitting that they are they're in a recession, but then again, they're continuing to hike in the narrative of fighting inflation. So typically, recessionary events usually do the opposite, but then again, we have an inflation inflation event so it's like you're the, trying to confuse the, everybody the reason why i think they're raising rates in the recession or going into a recession mm-hmm. is that uh, they waited too long and i don't mean from 2020 i mean from 2008 yeah if you uh, remember here in the uk they cut rates almost to zero i think it was uh 0.25 and then they cut it to 0.15 all throughout you know, ever since the 08 crisis and they kept it there for too long. So, and, and uh, they dragged their feet mm-hmm. and now, yes, we're in a recession, but if they don't raise rates, uh, the pound would be right now, probably uh, at 75 cents, not, you know, one one Oh nine, it would mm-hmm. be a lot lower. So uh, they're between a rock and a hard place, literally. Well, almost literally, and the same thing applies for the Fed, for the all the central banks, mm-hmm. and that's why it makes no sense uh, if you don't understand that they kept rates too low for too yeah. long. Um. So, uh, Sirkin said that the U.S. The USD is more is more than five percent down today against the Russian ruble. <laughs> uh, let's have a look because I do follow the Russian ruble quite closely every morning. So right now, yeah, he's well. Uh, yeah, I've got it. I'll, I'll show you. I'll share this as well. Uh, let's see. And it's interesting because we we've been told that uh, Russia, Russia's economy is doing bad. Collapsing, it's collapsing. You know, and they're gonna lose the war. Uh, but if if that was so, why why is the ruble so strong? So there you go. U.S. the ruble. So yeah, we've dropped four point three percent today. The dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at 57.27. And, and I think that's really significant. And why? Because I've been following this because my viewers asked me to go over the ruble every day. Yeah. And for the last month or so, it's been stuck around 60. 
So the fact that it's actually rising, uh, you know, the dollar's dropping is quite interesting. Thanks yeah. for the heads up there. Yeah, so I just pulled it up on my side here so we can see the USD to the Rubo. Um, okay, let's uh, – I saw here's a super chat. I mean, of course, we're going to try to get to more questions. I see a lot of questions out here. Let me uh, – we got uh, PM Galeria, Galeria says, social media causes loss of confidence, hyperinflation here. In the U.S., first domino effects for countries would be question mark. Domino effects for countries would be if hyperinflation happened here in this country, U.S. Domino effects for countries would be what? Well, I, I think it's not going to start in the U.S. I right. think it's starting in Japan, in the U.K., in Europe. And I, I just before we came on, I just listened to Rafi Tharber's latest video mm-hmm. on YouTube, and I recommend everyone watch that. Because mm-hmm. he explains that actually hyperinflation is not a monetary phenomenon. And he's right. It's a psychological phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And, and he thinks the Germans are going to start the hyperinflation because it's in their DNA because they've had two hyperinflations in the last hundred years. And basically what it means, hyperinflation, it, 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 you lose confidence in the currency and you just want to get rid of it for anything. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good point there. Uh, what else we got here? Feel free to throw some thoughts, ideas, or questions from Russia Gate to China Gate. Learn Mandarin fools. <laughs> Learn Mandarin fools. What about <laughs> Cantonese as well? Uh, what else we got here? I saw some. Let me go back up here. Mario, here's a UK unveils $270 billion in new defense spending. Is the British Empire having a lot of savings? Having no. a lot of savings. No, we, we don't have any savings. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, at this current moment, and that's unfortunate that, you know, because most nations are running deficits, spending, so they're spending more than they actually have. But then most governments, especially in the, the, in the dollar, uh, in the G7 nations in particular, they don't even acknowledge yeah. or admit anything about gold. Yeah. Ro- I just want to tell Rolf Steiner, uh, the uh, UK, uh, they, we built an aircraft carrier and it cost a few billion pounds to build. And, and they were supposed to go on a training exercise uh-huh. uh, from, from England to New York or the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, it broke down and got stuck in the Isle of Wight. <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah. that, that's how well the uh, Royal Navy, you know, has gone from ruling the waves to mm-hmm. not being to uh, cruise the waves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, LBP says, max all credit cards and get silver. <laughs> well... I don't know. I mean, that's, that's credit, credit, method. if you're comfortable, you have a steady income and you already have a lot of uh, uh, metals and stuff. Yeah. Why not borrow a bit of money? Uh, because the money is going down in value uh, as long as you can. Uh, it's not going to like uh, bankrupt you. I think it's OK. But I don't really like borrowing money to uh, borrowing credit to buy right. gold and silver. Same here. Same here. I just dollar cost average in, man. And just, you know, you do mm. it long enough, you'd be surprised at how much it accumulates over time. Mm. Um, what else we got here? Uh, so let me go back. I see. Is the rising gold purely? Yeah, here's a question. This is is the rising gold purely down to the drop in the in the pound? Purely down, purely down to the drop in the pound. Well, it's just that the pound has dropped faster than gold has dropped. And uh, one of the reasons why, because this morning gold was actually fairly strong, but then when the pound started dropping, uh, and I think what happens here is that the Bank of England, for example, they have 5,000 tons of gold, Mm -hmm. even though the UK only has 300. 
but they keep uh, a lot of gold for foreign central banks. Mm -hmm. So what the Bank of England, I, I think they were doing, they are not going to tell me, I can't call them and say, did you do this? But uh, I'm almost certain that what they do, they've taken their clients' gold, gold they lease it to the bullion banks. So the bullion banks get that gold and they sell it. Mm -hmm right in the market to dry and then what does the bank of england get in return they get dollars mm -hmm. right because they lease the gold they get the dollars and then they take those dollars and they buy pounds to try to stop the pound from rising too quickly so i, I think that's what happened to gold mm -hmm. and uh of course it's not just the bank of england that's leasing and then selling the gold through the bullion banks but then that triggers like speculators, hedge funds to sell the gold too. Right. And uh, that's the game they play, I think. You know, so, and, so um, what you're saying is it's good to say that the Venezuelan gold is no longer there. <laughs> yeah, it's probably that's being why they're not, that's why they're the not getting thing, it back. Yeah, the other thing the Bank of England does is they rehypothecate. They, you know, they'll have a ton from Venezuela mm -hmm. and they'll lease it, uh, they'll lease 10 tons on the back of venezuela and, and that's why i think uh it's really stupid for these countries mm -hmm. to keep their gold with the bank of england because basically they're financing our currency here mm -hmm. instead of theirs yeah and uh here is uh, uh so the sergeant says lapid announces a two-state solution at the un so i am not familiar with that who's lapid israeli prime i just pulled it up real quick oh Israeli Prime Minister Lapid backs two-state solution oh. for Palestinians. So, I thought the Israeli Prime Minister was a guy called Bennett. Uh, he came in. No, no, they they've switched. They they <laughs> they yeah they've been rolling. I, I guess it's uh, Israel is a bit like Italy. They get new new uh, governments every uh, month. And that's what it appears to be. They've switching <laughs> some things up, and they're doing a new vote ballot for all. I mean, it's just craziness. I, it's hard to pay attention to everything, so I, I'm not even familiar with it. So let me know what your yeah. thoughts is on that, because I don't know. Well, I don't hold much hope about yeah. this. It's been a 